Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. All right, got a decent amount of stuff on the menu for you. Question of the week, music, sports, and of course, some interesting ideas. Um, but yeah, should be a better week of recording. Um, got less going on in my own mind. So we will definitely get down to some of the nitty, not the gritty, and definitely enjoy a nice pod today. So hope everyone's doing okay, uh, team. You can do some check-ins, get some stuff in order, and let you guys know about stuff that is to come. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to push through those, uh, those darker, those darker, a foggier, you know, this like viscous, you know, times in life and you just got to power through, you know, that's what we do out here. We hold it down. We keep it good. But yeah, you know what it is. Nope. Disclaimer. This is a podcast about ideas, opinions, and thoughts not meant to be taken seriously. Um, and if you don't like it, you don't got to listen. Uh, you know, this is to encourage discourse and, uh, oh, you know, open thinking. So there are certain things, you know, I don't like to talk about cause it's my podcast, but, um, I try to, you know, touch on the things that interest me and keep it interesting for anyone else who wants to listen. So, yeah, let's dive right in. All right, let's jump right into music. See what we got here. Not that much new stuff this week. Nothing that I was really kind of like, wow, this is amazing. Everyone needs to hear it. Um, But looks like Kid Cudi dropped something. Um, We got T Grizzly Robbery 6. Wale with the comeback. Um... Two Chains and Lil Wayne dropped a song that I wasn't too impressed about, but it's the single coming off of the album they're going to be getting, RJ Payne album. Um, we got Rick Ross and Meek Mill. I'm excited for the project, but this song didn't really get me going. And then we got uh, an album from Joel Ortiz and King Crooked. Got a single from Conway, sh- single from Shea Noir. We got Claudine, Wu-Tang single. Oh, Blowfly by Absol and um, J-Rock. It's looking, that's a fire song right there. Um, what else we got here? Um... Oh, Special Machinery, Big Ghost version, uh, wasn't anything crazy. So yeah, um, I still got to listen to this Kid Cudi song, it just dropped today, so haven't really got the chance to really get my teeth into it, but um, some pretty decent stuff, some pretty decent stuff. Um, I'm really still listening to last week's projects, Um West Side Gun, Kitchen Lights, still banging that. Um, not really. I mean, 
Black Sopranos album with A-Rab music was was good, but it wasn't. I mean, it's not translating as well as I thought it would be. Um, Drake's album, I'm still bumping Earl and El Camino, Black Soprano. All of the good stuff, all of the good stuff. So that's really what's going on in music. Um, let's see, any drama in music? Mm, pretty, pretty quiet week. Nothing too crazy, which is good. Wale got signed to Def Jam, which is exciting. I think Wale is still such an amazing artist and rapper, and his talent hasn't really fully been eclipsed yet. So it's nice to see. Um, but yeah, no, no real music or artist of the week this week. Just they didn't come with it. They didn't come with it. But yep, let's keep it pushing. Let's talk a little bit about sports. This one's going to be brief because not much is happening, but we do have the NBA season coming up. That's going to be pretty good. Um, get back in the flow of things. Uh, some decent trades happen, so it'll be interesting. Will the Bulls make a dent this year? Probably not. I mean, I hate to say that, but look what's going on in the East. We got the Bucks, the Celtics. I mean, Miami's proven to be a huge hurdle for the Bulls. I mean, that's just the East. So I'm not too hopeful, but we will see. Bears um, start their little rookie quarterback. We'll see how he does, but he looks to be a good pocket passer. Um, The future for Justin Fields looks grim. That's all I'm saying. They have this whole NFL uh, set, what is it, rigged game thing? I don't know. I mean, what can you expect? It's the NFL. They probably rigged some games, not all the games, but there's definitely initiatives, you know what I mean? So... Who knows? And I'm not the one to really know. I think Colorado got their win. I'm not sure. Um, could be anything. But, yeah, pretty sound week in sports. All right. A concept I wanted to touch on was trust and how trust can be viewed in a different sort of perspective. So let's say you are a positive person, right? Um, And you follow the line of thinking that humans are capable of anything. That is, I think, a pretty general, overall positive and general perspective. Um, Or at, at the very worst, it's neutral, right? And to trust someone is to fundamentally go against that sort of belief. Um, Because it's a Trusting someone is a doubt that they will act in a way counterintuitive to what you think because you trust them. So doubt is a part of trust in that manner. We usually think of trust as a good thing as in, oh, I trust you to not do this. But you're doubting in reverse. It's doubting them not to do the bad thing. So when you look at it that way. Trust can be flipped into something negative because you're you're essentially doubting their potential because there are some scenarios 
where the best thing to do would be to betray you, but then they don't do it. Do you see what I mean? So it's an interesting concept and just something I wanted to um, kind of explain and touch on. So it's not a bad thing to not trust people. It just means that you know that they're capable of anything. Trusting someone can almost be a insult to a degree. Because it's it, it to trust someone is the same thing to say as to know them, really. And if you if you trust someone, you should be able to manipulate the people you trust. If that makes sense. So. It's an interesting kind of quandary. Okay, time to talk culture. Not much really happening this week. I mean, people have been in up in arms about, you know, the world atmosphere right now. And they've... um. You know, there's been a little bit of ripples here and there. I mean, Will Smith is still echoing out his cry of pathetic manhood. Um, You know, the gender wars, real war. I'm going to touch on both today, okay? It's going to be a little bit longer of a segment because, one, I want to explain a slight theory of why we might be entering World War III here soon. And, two... Um, The gender wars are coming to an end. So let's start off with the big war, the real one, the one that matters. Right now we have tension between Israel and Gaza. Okay. Now ignoring which side's right or which side's wrong, let's talk about how it looks to the world. United States backs Israel for the most part. And has been pretty kind of secure in that position. Now, the reason why this matters is because so many other things are happening in the world right now. You have tensions between Russia and Ukraine, tension between China and Taiwan, China actively looking to get away from supporting the U.S. and the U.S. looking actively to get away from China. These kind of elements may swirl together to make a storm that will lead us to World War III. Now, I believe... After I believe these events will be tamed, hopefully by the end of the year, mostly due to the holidays being another big distraction and an election year coming up. So they need to sort it out. But if the U.S. gets spread too thin, it may be an opportune time to strike. I think China and Russia are on their last legs of this generation. The same well, the generation that built them, the same with the United States. Um, the old guard is kind of moving out. Russia is trying to place itself in a decent position to remain in that kind of power seat. China is has to find a different way to evolve because it can't keep going this huge industrial complex, communistic slash capitalistic society. It's just not working. The kids in that country don't want to do what their parents did and have to work 18 hours at a factory job, okay? Then you have, um, what is it? Well, we talked about China. Let's talk about the United States. The United States is changing big time when it comes to, like, ideals and principles that 
when we were when we first established being world leaders and like the face of our country was like white and Christian, the other countries accepted that because some of those principles were the same as the principles within their own country. Now that the U.S. is changing those, they might not agree with who's leading the free world. So, yeah, it gets a little complicated. And then we have. So that's kind of like the basis of each country. Then we have the Arab nations who have been the same for like millions of years, basically. Um, Then we have the rest of North America, which would likely fight with the United States. And then we have South America and Africa. So Africa is a lot of Middle Eastern nations. Southern Africa, I don't know if they get involved with Northern African problems, but it doesn't seem too bad. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But for the most part, I don't think Africa likes Israel. They send missiles over there all the time. That's why Israel has the Iron Dome. So, for me, I can't. I kind of see it like this. We have Western Western Europe, which is actually on fire too. The UK can't keep um, people happy or the European Union. So we'll see how that goes. But a good old war will realign things, huh? So Axis powers, we kind of have China, Russia, Middle East, maybe even most of Africa. Um United Powers, we have North America, Western Europe, maybe Australia, and maybe South America. That is going to be a key player here. India and Germany are right now um, working the line. We don't know where they'll fall out, but they've definitely been kind of playing their cards. Okay. So if a war does break out, those would be the lines I would see drawn and it would be over the tensions of China approaching Taiwan, Israel in the Middle East, and Ukraine um, in Russia. If there's one more incident that breaks out politically, it might get really, really, really dicey. But I think what my theory is, is that the United States is going to come in. There's going to be a display of force within Israel eventually. They're about to quiet this Gaza stuff down real quick. That's what the play is. It was. It seems pretty 9-11 play-ish. They're going to attack us. They wanted to attack us. Let's let one through, and that will give us the right to go in and end them. So I think that's what's going to happen. But And I think eventually, it, it's going to be sad, but eventually Israel will be kind of established their land, and there'll be less to talk about. But I also think eventually Israel will try to expand. And that's when people are going to flip. Or it could be Israel establishes itself. And then like a year later, an all-out surprise assault is launched against them. Which would be hard to do because we have so much scanning technology and stuff. But war is not a beautiful thing at all. And right now it's contained. But if it was to ever become more than that we would be in a in a tough situation but that's my thinking on world war three now let's jump over to the gender wars and the reason i bring this up is because kim k has hired a manny now you might not think anything of it it might be a good thing might be a bad thing but it is an indication of something it's an indication that 
women are starting to view men as just some something they need to show their kids to get their kids to be what they want i mean a manny is about as as limited as a man can be about like who needs a father when you can get a manny it's like what do you mean the kids have a father so overall i think if we were to say that the guys have have lost this gender war um the change in the the attitude that you have to have in the dating world right now is is unbelievably restricted and refined i mean there's a list of where you can't take girls on first dates and it's everywhere but a fancy restaurant literally like you can't do anything else on a first date surprise you know what i mean there's a, there's literally a list so the culture wars and it's not even going to cause that much out, outrage i mean you have just it's been a slow degradation of um old standards and i think guys are gonna just have to deal with it for the most part we tried to speak up didn't work and sometimes things cannot be explained they can just be understood they i think over time when the effects of this come out in like 10 years like our kids the way we raise our kids it will be shown at how dysfunctional or actually functional this sort of thinking was it's not really going to affect us because we're adults and we can ration a little bit better and people adopt some of these ideals because the good side of them they don't really see the cons to it so they kind of ration it out but i think I think I speak for a lot of guys when I say it's not going to be a bright future for us. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, who knows? You have to make progress some ways. And there is a slight advantage to being able to understand the landscape. So I'm going to try that. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? But, yeah, I think um, gender war-wise, guys are just not we're, not, we're not winning. So, yeah. And I think it's kind of over. I think, you know, we're beating a dead horse here. You can try to stand up for what you think is logical and makes sense. But the girl math has been introduced, guys. It's been introduced. I also wanted to touch more on that concept of some things can only be understood and not explained. Um, Recently, I've had an experience that is kind of like that. Now, I'm someone who loves words. I'm someone who loves to try to bridge that gap of understanding with words in the best way possible and try to bring you into my world. But sometimes without that kind of pre-work that experience has, you'll never reach understanding. Now, it could be me explaining it wrong, but I'm starting to doubt that. I'm starting to see that you have to kind of be in an open mindset Um, There was a quote, and I wish I would know this quote, but it's by a lady. And it says that to be a good person, you must have a sort of openness and willingness to exception. And that, you know, really kind of sparked something in my mind is that you have to still be open. You can't think in definites yet. 
Um, you have to kind of be willing to believe in the idea that someone does exist outside of the rule or some things do. And so this, those are the things that I'm like, you have to be open and willing to accept exceptions, but you have to also be able to recognize them and know when it's a unique thing. Um, trying to explain something that's unique and, and act like exists outside the bounds is extremely hard, but it exists. So how are you supposed to talk about it? You know what I mean? So you kind of just have to sometimes keep those things to yourself um, because another concept I wanted to talk about is the truth, but um, deciding what's more important, the truth or how someone sees you. Um, Because this can vary, right? You can tell them about something that they don't care about, but um, if you're 100% honest about it, it may skewer their perspective of you. And I find that um, it should be true. Like, if I think relationships should be 80-20, you almost need to tweak that into friendships and make them 70-30. Because your average friend, like, let's say you're, you're grown and you live on your own, you're single. Your average friend is going to have things to do, other things. They, they don't really care about the, the finite details of your day unless you're someone you talk to every day. And they don't get to see you or interact with you in a way that allows them to understand all of the perspectives that you're trying to bring sometimes when you're with them. So, like, I, I obviously don't agree with mediocre friendship where you're just like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, how you been? How you been? Um, weather's good here. Weather's good here. You know, how's the fam? Good. Uh, you see those see those bears yesterday? Yeah, something great. No. I think you should be able to talk about troubling things and things that you wouldn't be able to tell normal people you didn't know. You know what I mean? You should be more comfortable talking to your friends than a stranger. And if you're not, are they really your friend? You know what I mean? But just keep in mind that no matter, sometimes, no matter how much someone cares about you, they might not be able to understand you due to a lack of experience. And that's just how it is. Um, going on from that, paint, okay, there is something beautiful about one, someone, something ugly, enduring something that was terrible. And there's also something beautiful about um, just the fact of being able to bear pain, um, for the sake of someone else that there's a quote that also says, um, I can bear any amount of pain as long as I know the reason. Um, and I think that's important and I'll go into that a little bit more later, but, um, it also kind of references fear versus aptitude. Um, just because I'm enduring pain or I'm in fear, doesn't mean um, I can't take it. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm afraid doesn't mean I can't do it. Just because I'm in pain doesn't mean I can't bear it. Um, pain is an interesting thing in that in that fashion. And we think about it more in a physical sense, but in a mental sense, pain has been correlated to show up in the same way in the brain. So kind of, uh, I'm still wrapping my head around this idea, but pain isn't really, it's more of a sign than anything, right? 
I think when people accept something in their own mind, it's partially to relieve the pain of what the thoughts they were bearing gave them. Um, and it, it's sort of a cope, which isn't bad, but I think we use coping as an escapism instead of sometimes dealing with the problem or sometimes um, not like we use coping to bend the rules so that we don't have to keep bearing the pain. Now, the reason I talk about this is because I was recently thinking about love, which I will go into more, but love um, is not logical. And that is because love in itself is its own form of logic. Um, it does not abide by normal things of this world. It, it, it's a totally different mindset and state that you can enter into that changes how you interpret reason. So it's hard to describe and to proliferate into the real world with uh, the normal reasoning system because love is so distinct and unique. But think about it this way, right? They say some people think you can, I think love is a willingness, right? Um, but I'm also under the impression that we don't really get to choose who we love. Just like you don't really, like you can choose who you are to a degree, but you also have hereditary, right? There are some things that you're going to be subject to that you don't really exactly have more of a choice in the manner, okay? And the way I think about things, right, is... Um, if you think you don't choose who you love, then there are very, very specific scenarios where you may fall in love with the person and there might be something about them that causes you pain. Um, and if you love that person enough, you'll be willing to bear that pain. It's just how well do you do it? Can you handle the nightmares? Can you handle maybe having to get up at 3 a.m. every week? Can you handle certain things because you love this person? Are you willing to endure this pain? Okay. And it's not necessarily accepting the pain. You could know that this is wrong and maybe this isn't okay, but it's accepting the fact that you love this person and you're willing to put up with the things that are wrong with them because you love them. That's not an easy thing to do. And it's not an easy thing to sort of align in your mind. You, If you cope with it, you might bring things from that pain. And accept them about yourself that aren't true. But if you accept that it, it that love is love and that you did everything you could, even though it might not be ideal for you, you did everything you could for this person because you care about who this person was. And I don't even want to say you compromised your own morals. You, you kept your own morals. But you, it, you kind of endured the pain of not being able to live by them. Or like principles, baby, I shouldn't say morals. Endure the pain of not being able to live by your principles or your ideal because love is greater than those things in a lot of cases. It just is. And I think until maybe someone like has a kid or has really been in love the first time, it's hard to kind of um, picture that or been in love with someone that wasn't exactly good for them, but they still love them anyway. There's The cases are almost infinite. You know what I mean? But sometimes you have to think about it. Am I just accepting this? Uh, am I accepting this because I don't want to bear the pain anymore? Or should I continue to bear the pain because I know 
that I'm actually right in my own principle. I'm just defying the principle now because of love. And if there's any ever a reason to defy a principle, it would be for love. Do you know what I mean? So this is just a concept I've been wrestling with. And I've, I've tried talking about it with some of my friends, but I don't feel like they understand. They, they take the ne- negative connotation of the situation I was in and imply it to my own character and personality instead of um, being like giving me the grace of saying, wow, that situation was bad. I actually think, you know, on how bad the situation is, you did an okay job. I mean, I make mistakes, but I also think I did what I needed to do. So yeah, um, tidbit, tadbit there, but it was, uh, that's just kind of some of the, the thinking I've been going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, I could have made that a question of the week. Let me see. Let me go back and see what question of the week we have. Um, Uh, I already talked about trust. Um, okay, this is a good question. Are well, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it for the actual section. Um, but yeah, that those are some of the concepts I wanted to touch on. Something I've been thinking about this week. Um, next week, um, I think I might have a little bit more of a positive note, guys. But. It's also another might be depressing note too. So we'll see. So question of the week last week was, what is the most beautiful thing that you ever encountered in your senses? Um, For me, I'd probably have to say music for hearing. Um, I also think holding hands with someone for the first time is one of the most beautiful moments. Um, I'm kind of biased in that, but... Those are like, beauty is so hard to grasp and understand and to uh, picture because it, it's, you could say it's fleeting, you could say it's subjective, you could say that it's unique to um, certain sections of, of matter. I mean, you can really dive into it, but um, I, if I had to pick something, it would be music. It would be music, music and rhythm. I think are some of the most beautiful things in the world. And then to add on to this question, question of the week, um, do you guys believe in black and white and gray? Or do you believe in like shades of white and my bad, I got cut off there. But um, do you believe in white and white, black and gray? Or do you believe in things are just in shades of white and black? In the sense that some things might be 30% right, but 60% or 70% wrong. Or do you believe like there it's just gray and muddled? Do you know what I mean? Or is there percentages? There may be something that's 50, 50%, but it might not be real. Like it's 50-50 ever a thing. So that's kind of the question of the week. Wanted to see what you guys were thinking about that. Pick your brain on it because I think there's a lot of moral gray area that we can navigate more, but also some that we actually just can't. So just wanted to throw that one out there. I know, sorry, I got cut off in the middle of that, but yeah, we'll work around it. Hopefully that, um, you know, wraps up, uh, what you thought would be of the podcast, but 
personal update, still mindscaping, still, um, you know, improving on my other goals. I'm like 10% way there with that long-term goal. I'm still mindscaping. Got the Patreon coming. Um, you know, aim it, don't tame it. Do 1% better. Let's keep it real, team. Let's go into the winter months strong, you know what I mean? It's not an easy time, but let's improve and let's keep improving.